the fruit of the Spirit. Now, <coughs> that is Galatians 5, uh, 22 and following. And why don't we begin as we get there. Let's first get there first, and then we'll start. You know, one of these days, I'm going to go back to the whiteboard. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think I don't do good with this no whiteboard thing. Like, you know, I love the whiteboard. It keeps people attentive, and it keeps me in the flow of thought. So um, we're going to go back to the whiteboard soon. That's okay. We know pastors that don't like, they don't do good without videos. So. <laughs> oh man that's right um all right why don't we begin with a word of prayer dearly father we thank you for this day we thank you uh for your word this evening lord we know that the basis of our encouragement is your light your light that has made us fully aware of your promise and your return lord, bless us in our faith and, and and grant us the continued faith uh to uh, to live uh, with the hope uh, that is um, in your redemption. Lead us, O Lord, this day as we uh, are led by your Spirit and through the fr fruits of the Spirit um, to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness and self-control. Bless us, O Lord, with these words. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. And if you notice in the, if you're watching this uh, service tonight, one of the prayers <clears throat> were on the fruits of the Spirit. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's what we're talking about today. So uh, last week we talked about the, the, the flesh, and now we're talking about uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit, of what it means to walk by the Spirit. Now, someone can read verse 22 and 23 for me. You just did in your prayer, but okay. Yeah. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Period. One more. Okay, 24. Um, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature, which is with its passions and desires, period. All right. All right, so good. So, okay. So when we just look at <coughs> in, uh, verse 22, and we see the fruits of the Spirit. Now... What does it mean, the fruit of the Spirit? What does, what does that mean exactly um, in terms of all these attributes right here about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? Now, I guess, I guess we, we had a good little dichotomy in the morning or a distinction between you know, when, when you tell someone in the world that we ought to, just anyone in the world, that we ought to love and have joy and peace and all these things, um, what is the root of, when we talk about man and their view of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all these attributes, how does that differ? Or what is the distinction between man's view versus the fruit of the spirit. What is there a difference between that? Um, is that a good question? Do you know what I mean? Do, do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I think it's uh, derived from the Holy Spirit being within you. Yes. And when we speak of love, 
through the Holy Spirit, what is that love? It is the love of Christ. And that's what we're going to go over today. So, and this is very important because I think anyone, you know, there's so many definitions of love. I mean, anyone in this world, when we speak of love, of course, love is good, you know, but what is that love? Like, what is the root of that love? It's rooted in the spirit. But if it's rooted in man, love and joy and peace and patience, all these things take on a different definition. Hopefully that makes sense to you. When we talk about the fruit of the spirit, it is through the spirit, the spirit that has called you to this gospel, the spirit that has called you to the word of God, Christ Jesus, where there flows out from uh, the spirit, the word, these attributes. Now, um, love, what is love? Right here in the Greek, it's agape love, right? The, the love of God um, that only can come from God, right? I mean, when we speak of love in general, people might gravitate towards feelings or towards brotherly love or physical love or, <coughs> or um, you know, the, the care for one another. But when we talk about from the fruit of the spirit, love that is the love of God, which is vastly different, right, uh, than what uh, our flesh would perceive love to be. That this love is of God, and that love is the gospel in a nutshell. Right? We know how to love by the sacrifice <coughs> that Christ had delivered to us in his death and resurrection. Right? It's through the Holy Spirit that out of uh, this faith that he has given to us, we know how to love in Christ. Again, uh, the second one, kara, which means joy, right? Now, what is joy? In, in the joy of man, it might be in circumstance or it might be in material things. It might be in winning the football game or what else? Getting the number one championship trophy or 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 getting your promotion. And these are all great, right? These are all great things. They're, they're reasons for joy. But the fruit of the spirit in terms of joy is through uh, the, 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 the resulting work of Christ and his, again, his uh, death and empty tomb. So when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, these are all rooted in God and his word rather than just the human definition of these things. And I think that shapes how we see the fruit of the Spirit. These are all uh, through the lens of the gospel, right? So when we talk about loving one another, it's rooted in the Spirit. And from that Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, we are to love and, and, and sacrifice and bear one another's burden. Right, because we pattern and live under uh, the name of our Lord. Vastly different than simply just saying, um, I love this person because, right? But we love because he, oh, Don, nice. All right, he's back. Uh, not that he left or anything, but <laughs> um, he, he's here, I mean. 
<laughs> um, but again, you know, when we talk about the fruits of this, Don, we're on uh, Galatians 5.22 right now. We just started. Um, and we're, <clears throat> we're talking about the fruits of the spirit. And again, um, when we talk about joy, this is the joy that is in Christ. Now, again, peace, right? That takes on a whole, totally different definition when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, right? I mean, Jesus says in John, he says, peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, right? Um, um, and this is the picture of peace. Uh, that is the peace of Christ. That is the peace in your conscience. So this peace is not of the world, but rather of Christ. And this is why that fruit of the spirit, it's so important to distinguish because anyone could read this, right? Anyone could read all these attributes, anyone, absolutely anyone and could say, right on, let's do that. But when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, again, it, I don't want to be repetitive here, but I am. <laughs> it takes on a totally different shape in a sense of love of God, joy in Christ, peace that Christ gives to us, Christ's peace, and even his patience. What is patience by the fruit of the spirit? <clears throat> it is the root. Uh, it is uh, rooted in the mercy of God as he continues to have patience and compassion for us. Does that make sense? You have patience because while well, it is from the fruit of the spirit and it is the Lord who uh, has given you this patience, of course, um, as he is patient, loving and kind. And there we too proceed by the will of God, uh, by this fruit of the spirit of patience. Um, does that make sense so far? Does that, do you know where I'm going with this a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. Um, the next one. Now, what is kindness? What is that? Anyone? Do you want yeah, others as you'd want done to you? Kindness. Um, huh? Yeah, being good to one, being good to one another. Yeah, unconditionally, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so when we talk about our kindness, as we see it from the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit that points us to Christ, that kindness is God's unrelenting mercy, as Christ died for us on the cross. Uh, that though people are against Him, He still died for them. And again, that takes on a totally different shape in terms of how we are led by the Spirit in, in regards to kindness, right? Um, next one, goodness. And also it could be seen as generosity. Uh, again, <coughs> through the work of Christ, we continue to love and, and, and um, in his goodness, we are righteous. In his generosity, uh, we know how to be generous, all by the fruit of the Spirit. So, so again, uh, another way to which the Spirit leads us um, and how it outpours unto us through this very joy of God's word, his promise, and ultimately the gospel. These are all flowing from the gospel, friends. All these attributes 
These are not flowing from any of your human energy, not your human efforts, not your legalistic conscience that says, I have to do these things or else. No, this is from the fruit of the spirit. This is the spirit, Apostles Creed, Article 3, that has called you, right? That has called you to be his own, that has called you and created faith in you, that has called you to this gospel and, and, and sustains and, and keeps you in the faith and gathers you, enlightens you with the gifts, right? It is through this gospel that we, 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 we live uh, this life in the faith as we have these fruits of the spirit. So it's all rooted in the gospel. We have to be clear about that um, because this is not what you do. You shouldn't come, go out of this and say to yourself, I got to do this more or I got to be better. Go back to the gospel, right? Dwell upon the gospel, meditate upon the love of Christ and what he has done for you. Just go there, right? Like go there and, and rejoice. Lord, you did all this for me. You have given me uh, love, and therefore I know how to love. You have given me joy, therefore um, I know what this joyous life is. You have given me peace, as you have cleansed my conscience, has given me the reconciliation with God. Now I know I can live with peace in the midst of turmoil and all affliction, right? All these things, you guys, right here, gentleness and self-control. Again, uh, this is uh, what we're talking about, gentleness. Uh, it's more of the picture of meekness. You know, humility, right? Uh, we know how to be humble. We know meekness because, well, uh, we know our sin, but yet Christ died for us sinners. Uh, we're humbled by the fact that our Lord would ever do such thing, but he does. And therefore, we go forward in Christ's meekness, right? And lastly, self-control. Now, when we talk about self-control, what does that mean? Self-control. Anyone holding yourself back from urges for things you shouldn't do. So we talked about it last week, right, Dave, about <coughs> gratifying the flesh. Now, right. that picture of gratifying the flesh is just no boundary, no, um, no flag up. Just I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to do what I want to do. No one's going to tell me what to do. Not even God's word. I'm just going to live um, out of the seat of my pants. Is that the idiom? Kind of like we just live the way we want. Right. No, no boundaries. No boundaries. Now, self-control is what? The law shows us. It shows us what God has called us to do. And when we fall short, that law does what? It, it, it brings us. Uh, uh, it lets us see our sin. It lets us see the, the temptation that is before us. And, and there we struggle. There we fight, not by our own hands, but in this spiritual fight in the midst of our flesh, um, uh, we, we, we pray and, and we, we rest in the comfort of our Lord, right? Uh, this is the battle that we face. We, we still face it. Now, have we overcome? Are we bound? No. Are we set free? Yes. But we still face our sin, right? And it is in that uh, in that life of the, uh, our flesh that that we we do see that battle, and there is that reality of self control in a sense of, wait, I can't do what I want to do, right? I mean, not not I can't do what I want to do. That's St. Paul's words, but in in a sense of, 
I can't just, it's, this is not a free for all anymore. Like I'm a child of God restored in his name. I'm a child of light, right? His word is true and I live under his care. And no longer am I orphaned, but I, I, I live under him. And um, yes, uh, there is that I'm being tempted right now, right? And usually I say the Lord's Prayer when that happens constantly. Um, or or, or I, I see my covetous heart. You know, I, I, oh, I told you a story. I went to Costco this week, Monday morning, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be empty. My day off, right? It's going to be empty. No, full. <laughs> right. right. And the, you know when you go in any store and you feel the vibe? I don't want to get too mystical on you. But you feel like everyone is just targeting and they're like completely urgent and focused on the task that is at hand. I mean, they're like, I mean, no one's looking at each other. They're just zipping through, trying to get to the toilet paper and water, right? <laughs> and when I got back there, there were like maybe five toilet paper bags left. Not even Kirkland. That was all gone. That was like not even a, a an option, right? It was a just Charmin, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it was different vibe in there on Monday morning. I knew when the, the parking lot was jam packed. I'm like, Oh, this can't be good. This can't be good. Right. And, um, would you, you know, say it was, tent? was it tense? Would you say the people were tense? Well, with COVID and the spikes yeah. going up again, yeah. a lot of water and toilet paper in everyone's cart. I was looking I'm like, yeah. okay, a lot of water and toilet paper. Um, but the point is, is that I think when we talk about, um, I don't know why I brought that up. Um, I know there was a reason because I brought it up in the morning. Temptation? About temptation, about... Uh, self-control. Self-control and just uh, quickly how we can become so fixated on on the things of man. And, and I think, that, oh, this is the struggle. Oh, the covetous heart, Right. Uh, and I, and I told like the morning class, when I went in there, I knew my heart, honestly, it was quickly going to that, that side, like that franticness I could see in myself. And it really, I never liked that. You know, I never liked that feeling in a sense of becoming really, what's the word, uh, having that franticness. So as I was going down the aisle, I just, in my, in my, uh, in my mask, I was just kind of mumbling quietly uh the apostles creed and uh repeated over and over because i knew the temptation that was at hand and that was my covetous heart that says i need you know i need the toilet paper i need that I, I just gotta get it all you know even though there's limits on it now but the point is is that uh it's easy that, that's the thing it's it's easy it, it just costco is a metaphor to me that in life uh we have those moments and this is where that self-control comes in, in a sense of, wait, we, we don't live of it. We, we might live in this world, but we're not of this world. Who am I? And, and the reason for the Apostles' Creed recitation in my, as I'm mumbling in my mask is just to remind myself, I'm not, I'm not here alone. And this is not, you know, that's where, not, uh, go ahead. That's where, that's where peace can come from. In other words, you're, you're, ill at ease. When I say you, all of us, when we get, I don't like going in any place. I'm hardly ever in any place. And when I go in it, I'm, I'm uneasy. And so what you'd like to have is peace, P 
peace in your heart that everything's going to be okay. And you don't need to, you don't need to panic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try to be more at, more at peace with yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I assumed, I assume Monday morning would be one of those times where there wouldn't be a lot of people, you know, cause it's Monday morning and people, that's my day off, but people usually work on Monday. So I thought it'd be scot-free, but uh, no, it was, uh, it was interesting, but I think that just reminded me as I was there about how we do live in the world and, and what we're facing and how easy it is to be caught up in these things. Um, and therefore, you know, again, when I was, you know, saying the Apostles' Creed over and over again, that's all, you know, that's all when those things happen, I, that's my go-to all the time uh, because it reminds me of who I live under. And there, as Dave, you said, peace, right? Comfort. Uh, fulfillment um, and and what God has given to me uh, and all of us in, in, in this life. So what a great gift that is, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Now, all these attributes right here, at the end it says, against such things, <coughs> there is no law. What does that mean right there at the end of verse 23? And those, uh, uh, against such things, there is no law. What does that mean? I interpret it to mean, feel free to do as many of these as you like. Good. Because what, why is that? Uh, why is that, Don? In a sense of feel free to do these things. What, what do you mean by that? They're positive attributes. They are not sinful in any way. And they are of faith, right? They are of the faith. So out of faith, uh, through the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, yeah, of course. Uh, this is, uh, as, as you said, uh, these are what, uh, uh, what God has called us to do. And through the, uh, through the righteousness of Christ, here we are in the fruit of the spirit. Right. That by his righteousness, these are, these are real. These are true. And these are the fruit of the spirit. And that wouldn't, that, wouldn't that also be there's nothing in the Old Testament as far as the law. There's nothing in the Old Testament that would set against having any of these fruits. There's, there's nothing biblical that, that would speak against having these positive attributes in the law when we yeah, talk a lot the gospel. Well, I think in the context of Galatians, you very well, we all know that uh, what they were striving for was what? To, to, uh, to fulfill the law, right? The law of Moses right. and the Judaizers. Right. So yeah. that was kind of the, the uh, kind of his reference in a sense of um, what they were trying to do. And now by the fruit of the spirit, this is all flowing from God. Does that make sense? This is not what you do in a sense of, I have to do this or else. This is the outpouring of the spirit through the gospel that Sheldon, you love, you love your neighbor just because you love your neighbor in Christ Jesus. You're not doing this to pat yourself on the back or, 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 or to feel like you're better with God because of the love of neighbor. Simply put, uh, this is the outpouring. Uh, the fruits of the spirit and, and this is just what we as christians 
lovingly and joyingly do because we are set free and not captive by the bounds of sin and death and Satan, right? Big difference. Um, and I, oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, this, this list of uh, positive attributes, can't non-believers have some or all of these attributes as well? Yeah, they can. But, uh, and that's, that's a good question because earlier we talked about uh, the way in which these are shaped, right? Um, now, when we talk about non-believer <coughs> and these attributes, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing, uh, but um, I'm trying to get rid of that. I don't know how. I'm just trying. But <laughs> um, the, the non-believer will look at these attributes not only in a different way, because love from Christ, from a non-believer's view, is a different love, right? Uh, or joy or all, the, all these things. But inevitably, uh, a non-believer would see these things as, probably most of the time, as things they do. Does that make sense? As things that they should do to be better in a sense of their own standing in their own self or their own view of themselves their own virtue or their virtue like more platitude more moralism like it's just better to do these things and you're right people can do them but th that's where the fruit of the spirit makes it different in a sense where this is done out of faith right uh in christ jesus and that's vastly different than someone who just says who could read this anyone could you could put this in a hallmark card right and say, yes, love, joy, peace, patience, and all these things. And, and anyone could say, yes, of course. Uh, but when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, it takes on a totally different shape. Because that shape is the resurrection of Christ and the faith that he's given to us and the forgiveness of sins. And, and that is the difference, right? That is a completely different thing. Um, because, uh, you know, for us, Don, I know you're, you're an engineer and I always joke about you being an engineer, but as an engineer, you know, you, you do all these things, right? And someone might ask you, Don, what, why are you so like this? And, and your answer would be vastly different than someone who is not of the faith. You know, your answer is, well, because this is <laughs> what Christ has done for me, right? The joy of what this gospel is, that would be kind of your, your answer, I think for a lot of other people, it'd simply be, yeah, it is good, isn't it? I, I love to love and, and, and get along with people. And it's more of just kind of as Don would, or as uh, Ken would say, more of a virtue-centered, you know, moralistic platitude, good things are positive. And, and it's great that people do that. But in this, in this, in this way, uh, that fruit of the spirit really does make that distinction in a sense of where all this is rooted uh, in Christ Jesus. Um, okay. Verse 24, verse 24. So could read that real quick. <clears throat> and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. All right. So I want to read, uh, Galatians 2.20 real quick. Galatians 2.20, move a couple pages back. Almost there. Almost there. 2.20. 2.20. Uh, where'd I go? There it is. 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, so when we talk about Galatians 2.20 and, and Galatians 6.24 here, those who belong to Christ <coughs> have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. What does this mean? Does it mean we have stopped sinning altogether? No. No. Um, if that was the case, we're in trouble. Anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but uh, what does that mean? It means through the crucifixion of Christ, Galatians 2.20, uh, that's a baptismal focus. It also goes back to Romans 6. Those who have been uh, baptized in Christ have been baptized into his death and likewise uh, who will raise who will be raised in his resurrection walking to the newness of life um and it's in uh the life that god has given to us that through his crucifixion um we are no longer enslaved to sin <clears throat> now what does it mean to be a slave to sin what does that mean a slave to sin you've given in to, you've given in to it you, like being a slave, like a slave to sin, um, giving into it, right? Um, can't say no. Can't say no. Um, no self-control. Just all, it's a buffet, buffet table of all that we want. Um, but when we talk about uh, being a slave to sin, that means we're bound and captive um, by this very sin and, and death um but through the crucifixion of christ we are no longer <laughs> we are no longer slaves to sin we're no longer completely controlled by sin itself now do we sin yes do we struggle with sin yes right uh do we repent yes are we absolved yes right a again there's a big difference between being a slave to sin versus someone who is, well, seeing sin for what it is, having contrition in this life of faith um, and repenting and, and seeking Christ right, and his forgiveness, right? Um, and this is what St. Paul <laughs> is talking about, <clears throat> that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh. That we're not just gratifying our, what does that say right there in verse 16? If you walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, yes, we are no longer under the law in a sense of um, it is Christ who fulfilled that law for us. Does that make sense? Uh, we still have the law. It shows us our sin. But it is Christ who fulfills the law and who has rescued us from the bondage of sin and, and death and that slavery to sin. So when we talk about uh, 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 belonging to Christ, it does not mean that we have a perfect, sinless resume. We still struggle with sin until the end of time. But that struggle is uh, we very well know in our life of faith that this law of God is written on our hearts. And, and when we fall short, uh, there is that contrition. There is that life of faith and knowing that we have uh, fallen and we do not follow in thought, word, and deed, and, and that we do uh, 
uh, fall short. Um, that difference from a slave to sin is what? Simply, it's just gratifying the flesh time and time again. Uh, no, no boundary, no law, just living for self, right? Um, and this is kind of the, uh, well, on one side, the caution, but also on the other side, the comfort of knowing that Christ has fulfilled all things. Okay. Um, verse 25 and 26. If someone could read that real quick. <laughs> if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. All right. So in the life of the Spirit, as we live and also walk, why does St. Paul say, let us not be conceited? What does that mean? Don't, don't, don't get self-righteous. Don't, you don't, don't think you've got this all nailed down. You got it all dialed in and you're in, you're in total control. You know, that's right. Everybody, Dave. everybody look at me. i you know, you know, I've got this all figured out. Just, just do what I do. We will, Dave. We will. We will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <clears throat> do you see how that conceitedness not only strokes uh, or uh, stokes someone's pride, and, and we see how that can be a great uh, stumbling block for that individual, uh, but that boast, you know, again, we know Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, by grace you have been saved through faith it is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Right? It says in 1 Corinthians one thirty one, let us boast in what? In the Lord, not in ourselves. See, that conceitedness is very dangerous because, number one, for the individual, they think, as Dave said, I loved how he said it, uh, so direct and clear. Uh, we got it all dialed in, right? We, we know how to do this. Uh, and that self-righteousness can rise. That pride, uh, that self-presumptive puffing out of the chest, thinking that we, you know, you know, um, um, we have it all together and we know how to do this. And when I say dialed in and know how to do this, this is kind of our own, what? It, it's our own, uh, like, I don't need Christ. I can do this myself. I have the law. I fulfilled it. And self-righteousness is my idol. Right. Um, <clears throat> but what happens again, if that is the case, how does that provoke one another? How does that cause um, this um, this provoking of one another now? Because people start to put themselves on a pedestal and look down upon other people. Yeah. And for those other people, is this the right message <laughs> that they need to hear? No. Like Dave's got it all together. I want to be like Dave. What would Dave do? Let's follow what Dave does. And uh, what, I made Don laugh. That's that's nice. <laughs> what would Dave do? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the point is, is that that is the complete wrong message, right? It, it, it's conflicting to all the weak Galatians who might take that hook, line, and sinker with the law of Moses and say, oh, yeah, that's right. If I just follow the law, then I could be like him, and he has it all together. So why don't I do that? It's, it's provoking others, 
and, and is causing strife and division and envy and and ultimately uh, uh, the wrong the wrong message is sent. And I don't know how many times non Christians will look at Christians and say, "You all think you're so self righteous, but you're hypocrites." And that's not even the message, is it? Like that's that's not even the Christian message. The Christian message is the gospel. It's Jesus that we're broken, and he he is our redemption. He is our remedy, right? So again, you know, this causes a lot of division and misunderstanding. And and again, that boasting, right, should only be boasting in the body and blood of Jesus and what He has done for us. Um, and um, there in itself, we are formed in this life of faith as we see the fruits of the Spirit and all these things. Um, in Christ Jesus and how Christ through his love uh, has uh, given us uh, this joy to love and serve through the fruit of the spirit. Um, yeah, it's getting, hmm. are you guys getting tired? Do you guys have a little bit more in you or do you want to stop there? Got more. All right, a little more. All right. Let's go with uh, two more verses here. So we can read that. Chapter six. Chapter six. I got it. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will, fill, will fulfill the law of Christ. Okay, so <clears throat> what is happening here? Brothers, if anyone, uh, brothers, he's familial language, uh, uh, body of Christ kind of language. If anyone is caught in any, any transgression, in any sin, you who are spiritual. Now, what does that mean? You who are spiritual. You're acting out of faith and not out of uh, your own morality. What happens when we act out of our own morality in the midst of someone else's sin, Don? Well, then you're sinning yourself. Um, it, it's... It, you're, you're not doing it for uh, the sake of the other person. You're doing it to make yourself feel better or look better. Or... Yeah. Or, or, I mean, that's, a, that's one angle, uh, but also we can start being very cutting and judgmental and saying, why are you doing that? Just stop it. Right. Uh, like, you know, why are you sinning? You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Be like me. Right. It, that conceitedness comes out. So, so when we talk about spiritual, what are we looking at here? We're looking at someone's soul, right? We're looking at someone's uh, need for spiritual care, that this is a spiritual battle that is at hand and not just a flipping of the switch, like just don't do it anymore or do it or don't do it, right? This is rather a spiritual battle that is at hand. And, and if you know the spiritual, as spiritual ones, as we see this, uh, spiritual nature in people, um, and we see this in ourselves, of course, there we know that uh, the compassion of Christ and the gospel is, is to which we flee, uh, not only for ourselves, but as uh, people are caught up around us in transgression, uh, we are there for them with great compassion and mercy because we very well know, right, as spiritual ones, what it means to be caught up ourselves. So, <clears throat> How do we, uh, you who are spiritual, should restore him in a spirit of gentleness? Gentleness goes back to uh, verse 23, the spirit of <clears throat> the fruit of the spirit there. Um, and 
again, this gentleness, again, is one of great compassion, one of great love and patience, the fruit of the spirit. Um, but here we see, uh, keep watch of yourself, lest you too be tempted. Now, quickly, what, what is the temptation here? I think we've already circled around it, but what is the temptation for one who is trying to restore a brother or sister in Christ? Uh, what is the temptation? Self-righteousness? Yes, that we have that pitfall of self-righteousness, that the utter failing is the lack of being that spirit of gentleness, right? That uh, when we are tempted by our pride and saying, look, I'm better than you. Our pride loves that. I mean, gossip, the nature of gossip is I'm better than you. So I'm going to talk behind your back so that I could feel better about myself. Right? Um, so that so that is the temptation. Oh, go, go ahead, Don. Quick. Uh, sorry. When the verse starts out, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, when he says uh, someone, he's talking about other believers, not not unbelievers in this case. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, you know, it's, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, it's, it's so easy to cast a stone, isn't it? Let's be honest here. You know, is it easy to cast a stone? Like, there's just so many stones around us. We just want to pick them up and just throw, like, they're just everywhere, right? Like, so easy it is to just cast that stone and say, what are they doing? Are they out of their mind? Right? Why are they doing those things? But then when we think in this, as, as St. Paul says, the spiritual ones, it's not, are they out of their mind? What are they doing? But, okay, they're sinful like me, and they're battling and dealing with, with something that is beyond themselves. Let's try to get them back uh, to what they need to hear. Uh, whether that is the law or the gospel, we are there for them spiritually, faithfully, and patient. It's not about who's better or worse because we're all the same here, right? We all need Christ. And there is no judgment. There is no pride. There's no pointing fingers or, or any, anything of that. Uh, but rather, we are there in the spirit of gentleness. And I think that speaks volumes, you guys, especially in witness, in evangelism, um, even within our own church. Every church, right? Trust me, every church has those moments where people are pointing fingers, right? It happens uh, more than we think. So uh, this is uh, something that we need to be cautious of when uh, someone is caught in transgression, that we go in with the spirit of gentleness. We're not going in with the machete of moralism and just trying to cut them down and say, I'm better than you, right? Uh, we're just, we're a machete of moralism. I've never said that before. I wonder what that's I like. like that. That's a good phrase. I like it. Yeah. Sounds really sharp. I like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really like sharp. bloody. Like it hurts. Anyways, um, um, I've never, I don't, I don't like sharp things. I've, you know, anything that can hurt someone, I, I get very scared. I don't know why. I'm just not a weapons person. I, because I know I'll probably hurt myself in it. Anyways, um, but the point is, is that uh, this spiritual, spirit of gentleness, seeing the spiritual problem, you guys, uh, you, you can see that in others around you. I know you all, uh, you all have wives and, and family and all these things. And, and it's easy as, you know, as parents, as even spouses, to just look at the surface and live by that. 
And a lot of times, you know, as spiritual ones, we, we see deeper than that. We see the spiritual problem. We see the spiritual struggle. And there we, we realize the great compassion and mercy we have on those around us. It's a completely different picture than just going in, um, you know, and just cutting it all down. Um, it's, it's one of great compassion as Christ died for us, right? So anyways, uh, verse two, I know we'll conclude here. Luther says about verse two, but to love means to wish from the heart what is good for the other person or to seek the other person's advantage, bearing one another's burden, right? To seek the other person's <coughs> advantage. <clears throat> As servants of Christ, that is our call, to bear the burden, to help them in the struggle of sin. Um, and when we talk about burden, what does Christ do with our burdens? He uh, takes them on himself. That's right. And he dies for them. So... As a servant of the Lord, there we are from the fruits of the spirit, the spirit of gentleness, as we have great compassion and bear one another's burden. And uh, through the love of the gospel, uh, we are there for them, restoring them and, and being there for them in Christ Jesus. Very different than anything that is human because in Christ is in the gospel. <coughs> and this is, this is our foundation uh, to how we live, move, and have our being. So remember that this day. Um, why don't we stop there? <coughs> um, again, uh, announcement, no Bible study next week, Don. Um, uh, we're going to have, uh, we still have uh, Vesper service, Thanksgiving Eve service, uh, but no Bible study next week. But we will reconvene on December 2nd uh, for our final Bible study in Galatians chapter in, in the book of Galatians. Um, and then we will take a break for probably, I don't know, for uh, until the second week of January and we will reconvene for Bible study. So um, so mark that. No Bible study next week, but Bible study Wednesday, December 2nd to finish it, Galatians. And then we'll reconvene the second week of January uh, for a new book in the Bible. So uh, got that? Clear? Right. Yep. Very good. Uh, we will have midweek services, no round robin because of COVID and all these things, but we will have midweek services, uh, Advent services. And this year, uh, the theme is hope, hope throughout Advent. And uh, we're going to really, it's so applicable with what, what, with what we're going through in this time. So why don't we close uh, with a uh, word of prayer and go on our way. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day, O Lord, that we live under your promises. Thank you, O Lord, for your cross and empty tomb, that by your redemption, you have set us free. Lord, we know that uh, through the fruit of the spirit, you have called us uh, to live and serve in your name. Bless us with uh, the, the freedom of what, who, of what you have given to us in your son and lead us, O oh Lord, in the joy of the gospel to live our life according to your name. Lord, uh, grant us wisdom in the spirit of gentleness to love those, to bear one another's burden in his spiritual ones to have great compassion on mercy on, on the neighbors you have assigned to us. Thank you, Lord, for this group. Lead us, O Lord, always in, in the promise of your name and bless us in our week. 
as we continue to be your children of light and children of day. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.